Welcome to Her Natural Potential Podcast. This is the place where we help driven women get healthier, wealthier, and stronger. I'm your host, Nikki Quark, a registered holistic nutritionist and transformation coach, and I'm going to show you how to level up your nutrition, health, and mindset so you can start living life at your full potential. probably one of the most common questions I get as a registered holistic nutritionist is people asking me why they're bloated or what to do about improving their gut health and also just like why they are bloated. I'm going to go over a few super common reasons as to why we could be struggling with chronic bloating. Keep in mind, there's a difference between getting bloated because you eat a massive meal or certain foods or something once in a while, or even like in your cycle, sometimes it can happen and being chronically bloated. And so definitely like you're not going to die if you get bloated once in a while after eating a massive pizza or something. So don't freak out if you get bloated. It doesn't mean you have like major digestive issues. But that being said, if you're struggling with chronic bloating, it's happening really, it's reoccurring, it's happening on an often basis, it's or even first thing in the morning, right? Like if you wake up and you're already bloated and you haven't even eaten anything, sometimes these can actually be signs of your gut needing some support. And so many people think, well, actually, I'm going to share two of my biggest frustrations when it comes to gut health. I might, hopefully I don't get in trouble for this. But one of them is that, a lot of people think, okay, I need to support my gut, right? And so what's the first thing that they think of? And not saying this is a bad thing, but it's just such a tiny little piece of it. And they always say, okay, I should just take a probiotic. That doesn't necessarily mean that's the solution. It's it's usually not that simple. So that's where we really want to support our hormones more so than necessarily our gut health. And so today, I really want to talk about some different areas that we can really focus on and reasons why we could be chronically bloated. And it's not, unfortunately, usually as easy as just taking a probiotic. Yet this is the kind of only solution that a lot of people think of when they think of supporting their gut health. And so another, <laughs> another big frustration of mine um, is that unfortunately too, right? Nothing against Western medicine, nothing against medical doctors or anything, but in terms of supporting the gut and even like these kind of more preventative measures in a sense, or just like the difference between being like in okay health and being in like optimal health, there's a big difference there. This is where unfortunately there is a lot of lack of certain kind of resources and knowledge and support and recommendations. And so even in terms of if you are dealing with chronic bloating, right? Like how many of you have went to the doctor and you kind of, you kind of get dismissed and if they can't diagnosis to a disorder to Crohn's or colitis or some massive disorder that they can give you some treatment or medication, then they just tell you of IBS and then they're just like, well, you have IBS. And IBS is probably the most frustrating (laughs) diagnosis ever because it doesn't actually tell you what's going on. It's a blanket term for literally being told, yeah, Amanda's saying me, super, super frustrating, right? And so many women, so many men even too, but like so many people get diagnosed with this diagnosis of IBS, which is irritable bowel syndrome. And it's like, thank you. I know. 
I know I have irritable bowels and something's wrong. Like that's why I'm coming to you. And I came here for solutions. And yet you just get a diagnosis and you're like, well, we don't know really what's wrong, but here's this medication to maybe like deal with your constipation or vice versa. Super, super frustrating. And so again, natural medicine, holistic medicine, really digging deeper and really asking ourselves, okay, like what's the root cause? Why? Why are we dealing with these digestive issues? Why are we dealing with these? There's usually a root cause. It doesn't just happen. And again, unfortunately, Western medicine's focus is to take whatever the symptoms are and just treat it. And it's like, great. Okay. Here's an antacid or proton pump inhibitor to deal with heartburn or GERD or whatever. So even with heartburn, even with acid reflux, even with GERD, right? There's usually a root cause. There's usually a reason as to why. And they often focus on, okay, like how can we just like make the symptom go away so you don't deal with it? But it's not actually addressing what. And sadly, the problem is with a lot of these things, if we just mask the symptoms and kind of brush it under the rug and we don't actually address what the root cause is, we're not actually helping the body. We're not helping it function as it should. We're not addressing whatever stressor it's dealing with. And so it may help for a little bit, but then you notice it stops helping or it gets worse. And it's like, nobody wants that. And again, you go back, what do they do? Here's another medication. Here's another treatment. And then all of a sudden you're taking all of these things now have all these issues because that root cause has not been addressed. And this is the frustration. With Western medicine, unfortunately. And and sadly too, and this is where it's no fault of anybody's, right? It's their approach, what they're taught, their education, their kind of their specific approach to certain things. And unfortunately, when it comes to nutrition, most medical doctors don't spend a ton of time learning about nutrition, learning about natural medicine, learning about the body in this really kind of systemic way. Right. And so again, this is where working with either naturopaths tend to be a little bit more about the root cause, but even working with somebody and really asking ourselves, okay, like let's look at your nutrition. Let's look at your lifestyle. Let's look at your stress. Let's look at all these other components of your lifestyle. Your walk in doctor isn't going to sit down and do a whole lifestyle assessment and sit down and ask you all these questions. A, they don't have time. And B, like, That's not what they're meant to do. That's not what they're taught to do. And so again, really asking ourselves uh, deeper questions that we might, like if we're still dealing with these symptoms and we're dealing with chronic bloating and if we've just been diagnosed with even IBS, right? Asking ourselves, why? What is the root cause? Why is my body responding like this, right? Why is my body not functioning as it's meant to be, as it should be? Why is it stressed out? Why does it need support? So I do want to touch base on kind of like four key areas that I really commonly see with people who are struggling with chronic bloating. And of course, there's going to be a lot of kind of like variations of all of these things, but in general, like general four general areas of focus that we can really ask ourselves and dig deeper on are going to be stress. It's going to be like possible food sensitivities or intolerances, right? These aren't allergies. These are food sensitivities or intolerances. Gut dysbiosis. So this is where those imbalances of their gut microbiome. This can be either with the bacteria. This can even be yeast overgrowth with like candida, for example, right? Any dysbiosis between those kind of good bacteria and those bad bacteria. And then also leaky gut. So leaky gut is a term that is 
it refers to like the the permeability of intestinal wall. So this is where like if we have a lot of inflammation, if we have a lot of damage, if we have these unaddressed food sensitivities or intolerances, or we have this gut dysbiosis, right? This is where we can actually damage and create kind of like a little I wouldn't want to say like holes in our intestinal lining, but our gut lining can become leaky. And so this is where it can also become greater issues. It can contribute again to more inflammation and more imbalances and stuff too. So those are kind of the four key areas or most common areas that I see with people who are struggling with chronic gut issues and chronic bloating. And so that being said, what's number one? Stress. How many of you feel stressed? How many of you eat in a rush? How many of you are really kind of like you have a really short time span and you're just scarfing down your meal as quickly because you're really, really busy? These things impact our gut health. And a lot of people don't even think about it. A lot of people don't even like consider what our stress levels are at or the state of our nervous system during times of eating. A lot of people don't chew their food, guys. (laughs) How many of you don't? really chew your food. You just eat it because you're hungry and you're in a rush. So this is probably one of the most common areas that I find with women specifically that I'm working with because I do specialize in hormones. And so I'm working with a lot of really busy moms, stressed out women, a lot of like high power executives, just women who are have a lot on the go, right? They're super busy. They're always really limited of time. And so they're really kind of just trying to get their meals in, in between meetings or errands or anything like that. And so that's where stress right? And they're dealing with bloating. They're dealing with these digestive issues, but they're also really stressed out. And they're wondering why they're always bloated. And this is something where chronic bloating as well, we can really ask ourselves like, okay, are we getting bloated around only certain meals or at certain times of the month, right? These, all of the, all of the feedback your body gives you, bloating is a type of feedback from your body. It's telling you something. So it's like when we actually listen to it, When we ask ourselves these questions, we can learn a lot about where it needs that additional support. And so again, bloating, right? Are we bloated only around certain meals? Are we bloated all the time? Are we bloated during certain times of the day, maybe when we're in certain environments, when we're at work, right? Again, could be related to stress then. Are we getting bloated during a specific time of our month for women? Could be hormonal related. So even bloating, right? And all of these symptoms, even GERD, even heartburn, acid reflux, all of these things that have to do with our gut health are signals from the body and give us information. It's information to help us pinpoint exactly where your body needs that support. And so that's where like, and especially if you are a really goal-driven, A-type personality, like you're super motivated, have all of these things that you want to do, right? You're probably going to be in a more kind of sympathetic dominant state most of the time. And so that's totally fine. I'm the same way. I love crushing my goals. I love being busy. I love doing all of the things every single day and challenging myself. However, it's like you can still be driven and motivated and get a lot done and be even busy, but make sure that you're also keeping in awareness the state of your body and your stress levels and you're balancing that out with moments of rest, giving your body those moments of recovery. 
right? Or just being cognizant of that stuff. So at least you can at least balance it out. So it doesn't become an issue. But a lot of people, they don't even think about it and they just go and go and go and push and push and push. And that's great for a short period of time because it helps you get a lot of stuff done, but then you burn out. And you have these chronic gut issues and you have this chronic bloating and you don't feel good and you're not digesting your food and you're not absorbing those nutrients. And then it becomes an issue. So that being said, stress is often a root cause of poor digestion. Are if we are in a more sympathetic state, that really affects the production of certain digestive enzymes, the production of enough stomach acidity. And it's funny too, not so funny, funny, not so funny, but acid reflux and even GERD and stuff, oftentimes we treat it as too high stomach acidity, but sometimes it's poor digestion and not enough digestive enzymes and not enough stomach acidity. So your body kind of has trouble and then like overcompensates. And then we have this heartburn because we're also not digesting the food in our stomach efficiently. And then it comes up. And so then we get that heartburn, the acid reflux. And then what do we usually do? We usually take antacids, take some Tums, get prescribed proton pump inhibitors. What does that do? Shoves it down for a little bit, but now your digestive processes are even worse. And now it's this chronic issue. So really listen to your body, really pay attention to the feedback it's giving you. And also take in consideration all of these other components of your life because everybody's scenario is different and your root cause may be different because you're also dealing with different things on a daily basis. So really looking at your journey as an individual and asking yourself, okay, what could be my stress contributors? What could be contributing to these issues? What could be the root causes for me? And when we dig deeper and we actually address those, that's where we can actually get our digestive system functioning as it should and our intestinal system absorbing as it should, and we can get our body functioning as it's meant to. And so again, stress is a really, really important factor if you are dealing with chronic bloating or any digestive issues and stuff, because that will impact our ability to produce those enzymes and even that affect that stomach acidity and just the whole digestive process. There's a reason why our parasympathetic state or rest and digest state is when we're relaxed. And if we're in really high cortisol, that sympathetic dominant state, right? Our nervous system is kind of in more of that fight or flight mode. It's going to impact our digestion. So stress, super, super important to ask yourself, dig deeper, pay attention to. And some little quick tips to really support you with that is just be calm around meals, relax around meals, sit down, breathe. (laughs) Don't scarf your food down in two seconds flat, right? Chew your food. Make sure you're in a more parasympathetic state around those meals, and sometimes that can help. Also, incorporating a digestive enzyme can also be helpful too. Another key common area where contributor, I guess, of chronic bloating is unaddressed food sensitivities or intolerances. Now, these are going to be different than food allergies. And unfortunately, again, going to a Western medicine doctor, they're typically asking you, okay, like, do you have any allergies? They're going to do a skin prick test, right? 
They're going to see if you're allergic or having an allergic reaction to certain things. But this doesn't necessarily mean it's not an intolerance or a food sensitivity. This is a different type of immune response. It's an IgG immune response versus like an IgA, right? And so really, really asking ourselves, are we getting these symptoms around certain types of foods that we're eating on a regular basis? And if you are, you're noticing it's always around a certain meal or the thing is to the unfortunate thing is that we can develop food sensitivities or intolerances to even healthy food, right? It doesn't have to be super processed. It doesn't have to be poor quality. It could even be healthy foods. And so that being said, really review even what the foods you're eating. And if you're noticing certain things now, I am, I've talked about this before, and this is a very, 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 very important part about food sensitivities and intolerances that a lot of people don't think about. So even if you do a food sensitivity or intolerance test, right, you test for those IgG antibodies, right? You test for that. And so you end up getting this list of foods and some of them are healthy foods. And you're told these are like your kind of high food sensitivities your and your intolerances and stuff. So avoid these foods, eliminate these foods. A lot of people take that list from that, that test, right? That food sensitivity test. And they're like, okay, I can never eat these foods. Now, how do we develop food sensitivities and intolerances? Again, kind of usually a little bit of a root cause, and it could be related to stress, could be related to gut dysbiosis, could be related to leaky gut. And so food sensitivities and intolerances aren't always the root cause. They could be creating the bloating and creating inflammation in your body, right? But they're being developed due to stress or gut microbiome imbalances and then leaky gut, and then you're developing food sensitivities. So stress and even like certain imbalances of the gut microbiome can contribute to that intestinal permeability, that leaky gut, right? And so again, that's where if we focus on repairing and restoring our gut health and our intestinal lining, strengthening that and improving the permeability, that's where sometimes we can reintroduce a lot of those foods without issues. So it doesn't always mean that you never have to have these foods again, because if you do actually have gut issues, actually restoring the gut can help you reintroduce those foods. I was told I was celiac and I could never have gluten again way back in the day because I was having chronic bloating. I had all these issues and stuff. And I had like a very high result saying that I was celiac and stuff. And so again, like I spent a lot of time restoring my gut health and working on my gut health. And I got to a point where now I can have wheat, I can have gluten, I can have whatever I want. Obviously, I don't do it on a daily basis because I probably will run into some issues or something maybe down the line. But in general, I can have those foods without any issue. And I even took blood work and stuff, and I don't have any of those like gluten antibodies or anything. So there are going to be certain scenarios where you may have these food sensitivities or intolerances, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you can never have those foods again and reintroduce them. And sometimes it's a matter of actually repairing our gut lining and working on our gut health so that we can actually strengthen how our gut functions and then reintroduce those foods again without them having these negative impacts or being these stressors on our body. So again, could be a root cause 
but could also be related to another root cause like stress, gut dysbiosis, and then leaky gut, which brings me to kind of the gut microbiome. And so a lot of times people will think, okay, I'm chronically bloated. I just need to take a probiotic. And sure, in some scenarios, this could work, but sometimes it's a very small portion of the big picture. And again, we need to ask ourselves, why are we dealing with this gut microbiome imbalance? And sometimes it's also not about not enough good bacteria. Sometimes it's about too much of the bad bacteria and overgrowth, like candida, for example. So really digging deeper into that. SIBO is another one, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. And that is where you have too much even of the good bacteria. And now it is impact going into your small intestine more. And so you can get chronic gut issues that way too. So again, and those scenarios, so candida and SIBO, probably not the best to be contributing more bacteria to your system. Yet this is where a lot of times people will be like, okay, well, I'm bloated. I have gut health issues. I want to support my gut. I'm just going to take a probiotic. So really digging deeper into your specific scenario. And again, if you're dealing with chronic gut issues, this is where working with a professional really, really helps because they can dig deeper. They can really decipher things and they can really determine and guide you through step-by-step processes of how to rebalance and restore the gut. And so And you'd be surprised as well, right? Like I talked about this before, like a lot of the times people will think they have these issues, even with their gut microbiome, when actually the root cause is stress. And it is simple as stress management or it is as simple as taking care of themselves better. And then they notice these improvements. And so again, understanding the fact that there are many, many root causes when it comes to gut health, it's not so simple as just taking a probiotic. Root cause number four, a really common contributor to chronic bloating, leaky gut. So we kind of talked about this with stress and food sensitivities and even the gut microbiome, but all of these factors can impact our intestinal lining. And so if we have, and this is where even healthy foods can contribute to issues, when it comes to our intestinal lining, this is where we'll run into chronic bloating issues, right? You're not finding it's over just one food or one type of kind of meal or anything like that, or a time of month, it's going to be a chronic issue. And you're noticing you're having issues with all the foods and more and more as you continue. And so again, this is where like these things don't also reset overnight. It does take some time. And unfortunately, a lot of people, they don't, they think it's, oh, just a probiotic, just do this, or it's a food sensitivity or intolerance. And then they get more and more food sensitivities and intolerances. They get more and more issues. And I've ran into this with several clients because they've spent years with these gut issues. They don't actually address their gut. They just remove foods and they're not actually addressing the root cause. And they're finding over the years, they have less and less food that they can eat. And so again, digging deeper into this and being like, okay, well, like why, why are these healthy foods becoming issues for me? Why am I having issues digesting and absorbing these nutrients? Why is my gut not functioning as it's meant to? And so again, digging into the root cause. And then that way too, we'll be able to eat more and more food, feel a lot less restricted. And certain foods aren't going to be stressors on the body and creating these negative impacts. So really digging into the root cause. If you're chronically bloated, dig deeper and also don't underestimate the impact of stress. (laughs) Super, super impactful. And just know too, 
our gut health goes so much further than just a probiotic. So if you are struggling long-term with gut health issues or chronic bloating, like dig deeper, ask yourself like, why, right? Why does my gut like feel stressed? Why is my gut having issues? And like, if you need that support, if you need that kind of guidance and you don't want to be kind of sitting there trying to decipher everything online and educating yourself, just hire somebody because it's like, again, so many of my clients have come to me after years and years and years of struggling where it's like after three months, we reset the gut. We know exactly what to do and they feel a lot better. Our gut impacts everything. And like, I won't go too much into this and stuff, but like, a lot of people don't realize like the importance of our gut health. And it is literally the foundation for our overall health and it impacts our mood too. We talked about this, I think, believe the other day as well. And like our, our mood is greatly impacted by the balance of our gut. How many of you have felt super bloated and you're in a lousy mood because you feel heavy, you feel lethargic, you feel inflamed? It's not very fun. And there's so many different reasons as to why, not just how we physically feel because we have a reduction in inflammation, but we also have better energy. We have better health. We have better hormones because we're absorbing nutrients, right? Digestion is how we take everything that we eat and we contribute to each of our cells, these nutrients that they need. And so if you're not digesting foods or absorbing foods effectively, you're impacting your nutritional absorption. And so that's one way too. And then of course, as well, like we talked, I think I forgot what day we talked about this, but 90% of our serotonin, which is our happy neurotransmitter is produced in the gut. There's also a lot of certain nutrients that even our gut microbiome produces. And so again, super important for healthy kind of balance there as well. So anyways, going to wrap that up. I'm going to go take my dogs for a quick walk, (laughs) Um, but hopefully you found that was helpful. If you're ever struggling with gut health issues, message me. I want to help. It is literally what I do every single day. And there's so much that we can do beyond just taking a probiotic. And especially, especially if you've been diagnosed with IBS and you're told that your only solution is like a medication or that they don't know what it is, just know taking a natural approach, a holistic approach, there is a ton, a ton you can do that's all we got for this episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. One thing that really helps this podcast and other women who have yet to join us is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you tune in to listen. Please share with anybody you think might enjoy it. And also make sure to connect with me on Instagram at Nikki Clark. Until next time.